0: You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life giving men together. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Man Podcast. My name is Adam Tarno. We got a treat today. Jeff Zog, the host and the creator of the Dad Awesome Podcast and the Dad Awesome Organization, is here. Our basic conversation or the main thing that we talk about is how to be an awesome girl dad. Jeff has four girls. He's learning a ton right now about how to be an awesome girl dad. This is one of those topics that we've never really touched on here on the Better Man podcast because we know there are a lot of dads that listen. And a lot of dads that also have daughters and you want to be an awesome girl, dad. Well, Jeff has some great things to share as we talk about how to be an awesome girl, dad. And we definitely take some uh, sidetracks. We we go off on some tangents where we're just talking about fatherhood in general and looking ahead to the future as our kids get older and things that we want to do to be an intentional dad. So even if you don't have a daughter you're going to love this episode. Jeff is so energetic. I mean, the moment he stepped into my studio, I was like, this is going to be a great conversation. So uh, you're really going to love getting to know Jeff. He's got some great metaphors. He speaks with such enthusiasm uh, that you cannot help but sit there and listen to him and go, okay, I can do better. I want to do better. I want to let my kids know that I enjoy them and that I love them. So with all that being said, enjoy my conversation with Jeff Zog. Well, Jeff, welcome to the Betterman Podcast. Thank you so much, Adam. Glad to be with you today. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this conversation. So, I mean, like, you literally just showed up in my studio. I have so many questions. I was like, let's just hit record. Let's right. So go. we could do a bunch of, of pregame banter, or we could just record the pregame banter. So that's what everybody's getting right now is we're going to record the pregame banter. So uh, here's where I want to start let's do this. So you uh, you run uh, a podcast and I guess it's an organization called Dad Awesome. Just tell me a little bit of the story there. What what led to you starting that back in 2018? Yeah. So the heartbeat is I needed help. I'm a young dad.
1: I've got three girls at the time. We've added a fourth since. We have four girls now, but I, I needed help. And I realized in the mentorship, learning, growing categories of my life, I was seeking mentorship and reading books and, and trying to learn in lots of areas. But the fatherhood area, I really hadn't been and attentive. Three, four years into being a dad, I had not like said, game on, I want to learn and grow. So I started gathering learning, and I realized the best way to grow for me personally was to dive in, like to jump off the cliff and say, actually, I want to start something that forces me into a weekly rhythm of learning and growing. So I started the Dad Awesome podcast from really that perspective. I want to learn, I want to grow. And then from there, just um, just saw the great need and the great benefit personally and to my sphere of friends and beyond saying, Hey, if we choose to point our lives, our focus in the direction of, of the dad life matters, it's a gift, um, that our life and the life of our kids, that their eyes start shining more brightly when a dad actually adds more focus, more intentionality to that area. So yeah, dad awesome has grown into other things beyond the podcast since then, but uh, that's the Genesis moment really was realizing I wasn't being attentive and growing and intentional in that area. And, uh, I said, let's
0: go after it. Okay, so here's what's amazing. Most people start podcasts when they're like, uh, I'm kind of an expert and I got something to say. <laughs> you started this with the complete opposite. Exactly. That's I'm amazing. a curator. I'm a
1: curator. I'm hungry to learn, right. eager to learn. And what a gift that people will give me 40 minutes of their time. Uh, people that I've never met before that have now become friends and mentors all around the world yeah.
0: uh, because of the medium of podcasting. It has really been a gift. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's one of those universal felt needs. Like you, you meet anybody who's a dad, they want to be a good one. I mean, most Most of them, right? They want to be a good one, and I think we all do feel a deficit. And and we're not, you know, disparaging our own fathers. I mean, some of us had some great dads. Some of us, you know, maybe, maybe didn't. But it's one of those areas where it's like, yeah, I could probably use some help here. So you're probably finding a lot of men that are going. Yeah. Keep talking. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: And even just, so we shoot out a text message each week and even seeing it pop through in your podcast feed, uh, named dad awesome. It's a nudge towards that's what I want to be. And I, at first I was actually really like bashful around like naming an organization dad awesome. It's like, I don't think I'm an awesome dad. Um, but it's what it is, is it's a direction or in a perspective of saying I'm becoming dad awesome. And by saying uh, I have an awesome dad in heaven, our heavenly father, he's like, he's awesome. And he wants us to step in with confidence and say, I'm going to be awesome today. Not perfect, but awesome. Yeah. Okay. So where'd
0: you grow up? Where, where are you from? Yeah, so northern Wisconsin, little town called Eagle River. Okay, that's amazing. All right, so you're the second person over the last uh, 12 months that I've met from Wisconsin, and you're both over 6'5". Okay. okay? So there's something going <laughs> on all guys. At the farms there. in Wisconsin that's, that's producing these uh, these really tall men. How tall are you? 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Okay, so the question you always get, like sports, was that a part of your background? Sure. So, of course, the classic basketball question, and
1: it is true. I do love basketball. Basketball, water skiing, which also is an advantage to have long arms, uh, and then broomball has become a passion. So I moved to Minnesota, and we play broomball in Minnesota, which also long arms help, but it also the, the, the taller you are, the harder you fall on so that ice. Is broomball exactly what it sounds like? Yeah, you run around with uh, shoes on slippery ice with a, uh, a a broom that's got a plastic end, not a not a normal broom, but uh, yeah, and you're just batting
0: that ball into a, like a soccer net. That's amazing. Okay, so you grew up in Wisconsin and then you are you know what our listeners maybe can tell is you're in studio with me now in Texas yeah and we're in so, person yeah we are here <laughs> i very a gift. few yeah. it is very few of my uh, betterman podcasts are in person so why are you even here in texas right now cuz that was really crazy how we got connected through, I think it was through Radical Mentoring. Kevin right, connected Kevin. us. And then it was, we started emailing. You're like, hey, I'm going to be here. So let's just come on by the studio. The timing so, was perfect. Yeah. Talk about the adventure you're on right now.
1: Yeah. So four years into this ministry, Dad Awesome, a few years ago, we started an initiative called Fathers for the Fatherless that that started to, we started in Minneapolis, but we had invitations all around the country. Hey, would you come and lead one of these hundred mile bike rides to, to raise awareness and uh, rally dads around the cause of the fatherless? So we've been invited. We had several Several events this year, five events, four of them. I brought my family with me. One of them, I flew in, flew into New York without my family. And I said, I, I don't want to be a dad who flies away from his kids to look other dads in the eye and say, <laughs> you should be a present <laughs> father. Good. Right. So, yeah. so we started praying about, Hey, could we um, buy an RV and hit the road? Because I have all these invitations, you know, to, to go visit and to build teams, to launch these events in different cities. We said, let's homeschool this year and let's travel all winter. Plus we're missing the Minnesota Yeah. We Winter, yeah. which is not bad. Not bad is what I've heard. My friends make fun of me. They're like, Hey, you're turning 40. I'm turning 40 in like three weeks here. Okay. They're like, this is a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting yeah. all the girls. But I mean, we've got a lot of passion, eight years old down to nine months old, our four daughters. And we're in an RV traveling the country, meeting with partners, recording podcasts in person after you know a couple of years of all zoom interviews. And even, I mean, dad, awesome. Most, most of our interviews were still zoom. Cause I wasn't flying my guests in. I wasn't flying. It was, I was using zoom a lot for those uh, digital interviews, but being in person has been such a gift. It really is. So yeah, we're traveling. We're also hosting meetups where we're gathering intentional dads and doing like a listening tour where I'm just learning. It's just another form of me to learn from what's God doing in this region, in San Diego, in, in Phoenix, in Austin, Texas, Dallas, and then we're heading to Florida next, and then Atlanta. I'll be with Kevin in Atlanta. Oh, will so.
0: you? Okay, great. Great. Well, that's awesome. So like today, are you counting the number of days you've been on this current trip? We are. All right. What day is today? <laughs> so I have to ask Siri usually, but I think it's 76 or 78. 78 days. Living in the RV. Okay. Okay. And uh, I mean, was this like the new state of the art RV or did you go like old school Winnebago from the eighties? So we, we, uh, we
1: could only afford old school from the eighties, but yeah. then God brought a miracle. I mean, we searched a 200 mile radius, found the perfect RV and it's only seven years old, but it's a class a it's high pro. Like, so it's a, it's a large RV. We're towing a Ford flex. It's like the cheapest vehicle that you can have three rows of seats for all of our girls. And uh, so we are, we're a scene going down the road at this caravan.
0: That So when you you say the class A. Is this the one that looks like you're on a like a tour the bus? Tour bus, like, flat nose. Yeah, you get yeah, it. You get okay, it. so people are looking, going, "Who's that? Who's Who that is, artist in there?" Yeah, well, uh, not quite that, but almost. <laughs> that is great. So, uh, just real quick rundown: What are a few of the places that you've been, and what led you, or how long have you been in Texas? Yeah. Then too? So we we borrowed an RV
1: and did a almost five thousand mile tour for two of the Fathers for the Fatherless events, and that was all before we bought this RV. So that okay. doesn't even count those oh forty seven hundred miles. Yeah. This trip though, we were, we're from Minnesota through. Colorado Springs Scottsdale, Arizona, San Diego, back to Arizona, then down to, we, we did take Christmas, took some time off in South Padre Island, Texas. So, so we, we hit that, got to surf almost every day. And then we've been through Austin and Waco now in Dallas for two weeks and then off to, off towards Florida and Atlanta. All right. So when
0: you're here for two weeks, are you at an RV park and just hanging out? So a friend and mentor has a farm here in Dallas and he said, Hey,
1: just stay. So we are uh, literally, we are camping with the RV in a horse pasture, horses wandering right around the RV. It's full on redneck <laughs> but, but it's it is uh, it's delightful little lake beautiful sunrise this morning and it and he's a mentor so I'm getting all this time with my mentor and we're not paying anything so it's it's a beautiful setup that,
0: that sounds pretty amazing what really would have been redneck is if you' just parked it in front of their house in the suburbs like like Christmas vacation that would <laughs> Oklahoma, have been really redneck yeah. Yeah. yeah no not quite uh, that <laughs> okay that that is fantastic so so you're on this big RV trip, and uh, and here's why we invited you on today. So uh, I really want to talk about this idea of a girl, Dad. You mentioned you have four girls. I didn't even know this phrase existed. As listeners know, I've got two boys. i got a 13-year-old and 11-year-old, two boys. Um, I think it was really when Kobe Bryant passed away at the beginning of 2020. I started to hear – I mean, obviously, we were mourning that and hearing all the stuff that was talked about, what he did – uh, you know some of his professional accolades, but then all these stories started to come out of what a great girl dad he was, and there were more dads kind of jumping on this movement about being a girl dad, and that was the first time I'd ever even know, I even knew that was a thing. And so, um, and so here's what I, the hypothetical I want to pitch to you is this: Let's say I get home today, and my wife pulls me aside and just says, "Adam, I got some news." Uh, We're pregnant with twin girls, and um, after, you know, I just, the look of shock leaves my face, and I just go, okay, and now I'm coming to you. And I'm going, I've never had to think about this before, but Jeff, what do I need to do to be an awesome girl dad? Wow. I, I've got my pen. Congratulations, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. I'm going to like go home and like actually believe this. you think this actually today. happened. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I, what would you tell me?
1: I, I would start with this. Um, I don't know what's different between a girl dad and a boy dad because I only know being a girl dad. So I'll share some, some wisdom, things I've learned in eight years. And I feel like I am just barely, uh, I would say every, every moment. I'm like, okay, I think I figured this part out. And then, oh no, everything's coming unraveled and I haven't. But there, there's some things that I've realized, hey, this connects with the hearts of my little girls. And uh, one of them is just individual time. And I, I think this is in general for kids, but when a dad dates his daughters, when a dad dates his sons, you don't use date with sons as much. Let's get guy time, right? So I, I do use the word daddy-daughter dates and they know. So I, if I get one-on-one time, and I just had this the other day in the horse pasture, I walked with my, uh, with my little uh, three-year-old up to drop a bag of trash off of all things, but because it was one-on-one time, she, um, she said it's not. A, she didn't make the mistake. She inferred that that was a daddy-daughter date because it was one-on-one time. So I think the more that we can look at our calendars and put the most important things in our calendar and protect those most important things, and they are those most important things to me have names, and they're the names of my five girls, my wife being one of the five, yeah, and then yeah. my four daughters. So that would be one of the uh, pieces of advice: I like that. is just individual it's time. Indi- individual. individual time and then pay attention to their eyes. Um, often their eyes will tell you if you haven't been attending to some of their their needs, that individual time, the reading time. Sometimes it's with all the other girls around. It's, it's time on my lap reading a book. It's, sometimes it is wrestling. It's, uh, it's cuddle time. It's, it's, so sometimes I'd like, oh, this would be the same with a boy. I'd wrestle with them. I'd exercise with them. So we'll exercise together. Um, but the, th- that's probably where I would start is, is daddy daughter dates being a, a key principle and then pay attention to their eyes. And I do think some of the dads are like, what does that even mean? Pay attention to the eyes. I think if, uh, if a dad's eyes are shining... Their kids' eyes are going to be shining. And if a kid's, if you notice your kids' eyes are not, there's not a shine and a glow in their eyes, I think we should start to do some introspection and be like, hey, what is it about me that's causing those around me who I love them to not shine? Now, that is not to say that the RV life or the Zog family, we are, all our girls are just thriving at every moment because we hit all kinds of the ups oh, bet. and yeah. downs. Yeah, and, it's a road trip. It feels like more down sometimes than <laughs> yes, ups. Yes. But uh, yeah, that would be one, um, one principle. And uh, I, I just, I think girls, <laughs> at least my girls they they need to know that they're a gift so i if I see the dad life as what a treasured gift um, and I tell them that with my words, they need to hear my words as well. Maybe, maybe uh boy dads need to, you know, it's more of the physical touch and wrestle and do things. Um, they need my words. My girls need my words. And several people on this trip, I'll often, I'll give my wife a little break now and then uh, of like, I'll take them all out. So we got the stroller. I've got them strapped on one on the shoulders, one strapped on the little nine month old. And they'll often say, whoa, girl, dad. And the first thing that they'll say is they'll, they'll kind of say it as a joke that I have four, four daughters. Oh my goodness. Are you trying for a boy? Common question. Or they're like, you got to be overwhelmed. And I, I have been responding with more joy than ever on this trip because of the amount of times people ask me about this, uh, is, is I am living the dream. Like I am, this is such a gift. These are my miracles. Like right here, there is not one bit of, of lack that because I have four girls that haven't had a boy yet. There's no lack. It's all abundance.
0: Yeah, that is really, really good. And yeah, so maybe what I would need to tell, like, if I come home and tell my boys, "Hey, Jake, you know, look, at my 13 year old, Jake, you're a gift to me." He would kind of be like, "What are you talking about?" Thanks, Dad. Um, where maybe for a boy, it's a little bit more of, "I'm proud of you," you know, or "I'm uh, I like spending time with you" or something like that. I like this idea of a gift and just the power of those words and just that that sense of cherish, right? Because when you get a gift, you cherish it. And that's what I'm hearing you say there is I, I want to let them know I'm cherishing that they're in my life right now. Is that right? That's exactly right. We've been talking about the waterfall metaphor. We did take a little hike in Austin to a waterfall
1: and, uh, the waterfall, of God's love to me, like so. My girls know I talk about this. Like there's a waterfall, and I want the water to bounce off Dad. I'm the tallest. Yeah. I'm the tallest. <laughs> yes. So bounce in most off rooms, me. you're the tallest. <laughs> and I want it to hit them that water, and then I want when they get soaked with God's love, I want the, the that water to bounce off them and hit their sisters, because we're really focused a lot on loving each other right now. There's there's a lot of moments that it doesn't look like kindness between my sisters or between my daughters. So so that we use that metaphor right now, and I I don't I do believe that. Most dads, if there's something in their life, it's it's hurt, it's uh, pain, it's hidden sin. It's just there are things that cause us from experiencing the waterfall of God's love. It's still there, but we we stop that waterfall. And guess what happens downstream? So so for me, the tallest, if I if I'm doing things that are, are that are keeping me from God's love, or that are, I'm just evading it or trying to, right? Um, my daughters are not going to get as soaking wet with God's love, and it's going to then affect their love for each other and their love for their friends. So I do use that as a, at least as a girl, dad, it works in their eyes. Like when they think about man, their dad is is a part of that waterfall's hitting him first. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like that. And and what I what I like about what you're saying there too of of that your girls need need to know that they're a gift is it really fits with and let's just do a little a little uh, sidebar here and talk about your four part framework okay. uh, for dads because I think this really fits here because the the last item on that uh, of the four is I enjoy my kids, which is not really, if you get a lot of dads together often, and sometimes we do this just to, because uh, we're all kind of like eighth graders at heart still, where we just make fun of each other, or we talk about the home, and you know, it's like, oh, my kids, you know, and we just kind of roll our eyes. And, and some of that's just cultural, just us trying to connect with one another. But I, when I read your four-part framework, that idea of I enjoy my kids really was the one for me that was like, man, I, do I do I exude that? Do my kids know that I enjoy them? That was really challenging for me. So talk about your four-part framework and things that you've learned as you've been doing these podcasts and going around the country and talking to other dads, because I think it's really helpful.
1: Yeah. So after four years of interviewing amazing, wise, either mentor dads or peer dads, we're, we're not at all, it has to be mentor dad, a lot of peer dad, you can learn a ton from as well. So I just prayed through a couple years ago. Is there a framework? Is there something that can help give a young dad that helps at least categorize, hey, these are areas. And and we talked about um, being life giving. You guys talk about that as well together in brotherhood. I think uh, two parts of your um, kind of mission mantra. So we, as we prayed through, we kept seeing the word life pop off the page of scripture. Um, And this comes from Deuteronomy um, chapter 30, verse 19. Specifically, I have set before you life or death, blessings or curse is choose life so that you and your children may live. So the promise, if a dad receives life, the promise goes a generation down to his children. And that whole chapter of Deuteronomy is crazy. But then there's the John ten ten, where basically the thief comes to kill, steal, destroy. I've come to give you life, life to the full. And then there's God's words when He, the heavens opened and God spoke over Jesus, you are my son i love you i'm pleased you take great pleasure in you so this is where the framework came from this paired with these 200 interviews that i've done and we came up with it spells out life so the first one is what i was just talking about the waterfall i am loved so it starts with identity as a loved son of god starts there and, and it hinders everything else if you don't again experience the love of your heavenly father so we need our heavenly father to father us Second step is I am intentional. So there is a step that we need to take of intentionality. And there's so many principles of like brotherhood, friendships, there's intentionality with our time and our budget and our daddy-daughter dates, so much areas of intentionality. But we can too, put too much focus on intentionality as well and just try to muscle it through. The third is I am free. And this is a core part of Dad Awesome is freedom ministry. Hebrews 12, one and two, the sin that entangles. There's things that cause a dad from being free. I use broken glass as a, as a metaphor. If a dad is walking on broken broken glass of their past pain their current sin struggles uh, pain from their own dad like and there's a ton of pain that's come all of our way a lot of none of us had a perfect father so if we're walking on broken glass there's no way we can bring life to our kids and there's no way we can run with our kids like so so we want to see dads run and be set free so freedom's the third one and then the the e of life is I enjoy as you said my kids and this is the last part of God speaking over Jesus uh, I take great pleasure in you and we our pleasure, our shiny eyes, if kids know that we see it as a gift. And man, I am so glad. Not not every moment is a joyful, like like happy moment, but
0: man, I'm glad I get to be a dad. Yeah, that is so good. That, that is a great framework. I'll make sure that I put that in the show description so that people can have that as well with links to the website and your podcast too. But Okay. So I like that because it's this idea of I enjoy my kids and it really, I mean, you almost could show this. I, I like the acronym, but if you're, if the end result is you're not enjoying your kids, you kind of then go back to, am I feeling the love of the Father? Am I being intentional? Am I free right now? Like the, you have some reflection questions there. The fruit of those three things, hopefully, is. Yeah. A pleasure and an enjoyment that we're having with our kids. And so uh, I really like that. Okay. So if we're going back to Girl Dad, because I've got these twins coming, right? Yes. These, uh, these make-believe twins that are coming. So individual time. I love the, the, the focusing on the eyes. I think that is so practical and really helpful there. Uh, they need to know they're a gift. What else? What what else would you say to be a great girl dad, be an awesome girl dad? Oh, man, I think creativity. So try new things. Mm-hmm. So whether it's uh, finding
1: karaoke songs on YouTube, <laughs> sing with them, dancing. Oh, my word, dancing is so fun. You know, we'll make up new versions of rock, paper, scissors. Now, this is just me rattling off like things that are in my chapter of fatherhood with girls that are causing them to come alive. We're doing, you know, judging, competi- building things out of these magnet toys. And I'm, I've created fun ways to like, ju- I, I do a game with where they touch buttons on my, my knuckles of my hand, reach a button. And basically I turn into different animals based uh. on which button they choose. <laughs> so again, I think it's, we got to get outside of the normal framework of, of survival mode as a dad, at least my girls, like they need to get outside of seeing a dad who's just going through the rhythm of it's, it's dinner time. It's time to clean dishes. It's time for bed. How do we bring fun into those? Uh, and then maybe what I would add to that, back to the words, but um, I have found myself accidentally um, in moments of frustration speaking more sharply to my daughters lately. And in those words, man, the effect, I see it quickly. And my job as a dad is to bless my girls, to speak life to my girls. So, so it's really paying attention to what is stirring me out of center, out, out of balance. Um, what it's coming out through my words to my girls. So, so it's just a, it's, it's a rattling off of, of practical ideas, but then, um, like a big picture, like my words again, and can I
0: speak? Words of blessing versus words of curses. That's good. What do you see? Um, if we talk about your wife now, because you know, what when it comes to uh, conversations that happen in my house, if there's something going on with the boys that is more uh, male than female related, um, you know, Jackie is coming to me going, "All right, so how do boys think here?" You know, and and she's trying to use me as a as a resource for that. Uh, do you find yourself going to your wife to just go, "Is there something I'm missing here?" I mean, you've got this great list, and I know you're. You know, you just got so much energy and intentionality going in to try to love these girls. Do you find yourself going to her going, am I missing something well, here? It's funny. I, I wish that my perspective, I could tell you that I go to her and ask. She comes to me
1: and tells because often I miss it. Like I, I think <laughs> yes. that I have, like I'm like, I'm stuck. I find myself stuck in all kinds of moments. And yeah. she'll like add some context or add some reminder of, hey, they haven't, uh, hey, my five-year-old hasn't had a snack yet. And this is actually just, she's just hit this point of like, she needs some nutrition yeah. and I can't try to logic think her out of this funk that she's in right now. So, so I think it's less of me uh, in a humble way, asking for help and guidance. And part of it isn't even the age of our girls and the, the level of chaos at moments. She's like, Hey, come here real quick. Like this is something you're not seeing. Yes. So I, I don't think I even some, <laughs> and <Yes>. some uh, <laughs> <laughs> goldfish or what she needs. And then you'll have your daughter back. Yeah. And it, it really is a fluid, but um, I do think what I would love to add more intentionality to for myself is those check-in moments of like asking about each of our girls, like what do they need in this moment? How can we pray for them specifically? And uh, my wife is a, amazing at that and I have a long ways to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What um you know so now they're on this uh would we say 76 days of being away from home and away from some of their friends. I would imagine socially you're watching them develop in in a pretty cool way, right? Cuz they're they they have to learn how to adapt love, be intentional, serve people, be an initiator of conversations. That's right. What's that journey been like? Well, and the reason we're even on this journey has a lot to do with what God did in the life of our daughters.
1: When we got back from that first 23-day trip, they cried themselves to sleep, wishing they could be back in their RV house. So there was something about this adventure of travel and adventure of meeting new friends, seeing new places that they loved. And they loved being close together as a family as well. So so they are highly um, relational. Outside of my, uh, my five-year-old, is a little more of an introvert, just needs a little more quiet time. But the other three are like, let's go as many new friends as possible. So we have, uh, we have met, uh, we've traveled, we travel relationship to relationship, not sightseeing to sightseeing. Okay. So it's about the people. And, uh, often we try those meetings to get those, instead of me having coffee with the dad and talk, stra- it's like, let's get our families together. So that's been, a, that has been a gift. But they the relationships together, it's been a um, in small space is I've, I've just seen them grow to love and grow uh, and I've seen the hardest moments between my, uh, my daughters. So I see both sides, but it has been beautiful and they are doing well, but it's still we, we know this is not a long long-term thing because of our deep value for friendships and plantedness in a church and like our community that we're seeing multiple times a week. it just has been different where you're in a city and then you're off to the next city and, and you can only take Voxer. And Marco Polo messages so yes. far. Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. You know, I think about some of the uh, some of the the kids of my friends, and I think about my buddy David Morrison. He's been on the podcast before, and uh, he has four kids: three daughters and and a son. They're all great, and I love being around them. But what I really do appreciate about uh, specifically the two oldest daughters, with Ava and Abby socially how they engage uh, adults there's something there that i'm just like those young ladies are different and it uh it is it it's gonna sound weird it just it blesses me you know just to be around them they'll sit down they'll ask you questions they'll look you in the eyes they'll laugh at your jokes you know and all this kind of stuff and uh and i would imagine this adventure that you're on you're you're also uh teaching your girls some really tangible skills on how to interact with strangers and make them feel special. Yes, there is yeah. that side. And it's at a younger level yeah. that maybe less long
1: conversation, but the the respectfulness, the um, praying for these partners we're meeting with, the praying as a family, knowing that we get we get to be a part of of being here for this period of time. And yeah, I, I I am really inspired by what you just shared, though, as well of wanting to continue. What does it look like to raise instead of keeping to treat our kids as a level lower than what they are, right. or to call them up into more? I, I really uh, desire more. Of that yeah, and it's girls. a
0: challenge. I mean, and, the, and it's things that uh, that we're trying to teach our boys. This isn't just a, a girl or a boy thing, but um, because they, I mean that just that blesses everybody, right? When, and especially when somebody who is younger. Does uh, interact with an adult in a kind, respectful, speaking in complete sentences kind of way, you know? And they just ask a question or two. Uh, that is that is a quick way for me to go. I really like your kids. They can come around <laughs> whenever you want uh, when they do that. So. Um, let's, let's jump ahead to the future a little bit here. So obviously, you know, you've, you've got your oldest is eight, I think, is that what you said? So, so you've got some tween and teen years ahead of you. So what are, what are some of the things that you've been learning that you're going, okay, these are some things that uh, as I look ahead to the future that I want to continue to be a great girl dad? Uh, that I think these are going to be some of my new areas where I'm um, anxious to try some new strategies or try to pursue them in a new way as they get a little bit older. A few of my
1: mentors have developed curriculum around fathers and sons for kind of the older um, time frame, junior high, high school. And I was really inspired by that. And I didn't find a lot that's been developed for uh, dads of daughters or even younger time frame. So we, we created, my wife and, and I, along with three other couples, created what we call the parent pathway plan. And like a church planter would have a plan, a business leader that's starting a new business, would have a business plan. You'd write down a plan over the course of several years you would walk out that plan. Well, I did not have that for my parenting and and so what we did is we prayed through what are some of the basic values from from second grade through the end of fifth grade to prepare for sixth grade for our daughter. Yep. And we've created a plan. It's very simple, but every month has a theme. And we actually have just three themes. So we just repeat these three themes. And uh, some of them overlap. Uh, the ones we landed on, the other couples came up with different formats. But like we're trying to add intentional daddy daughter and mommy daughter dates around themes that build towards uh, not launching because it's sixth grade, but ready with more confidence into I can step into school, I can step into spheres of leadership. And real simply, our plan is, is the three months is I am am loved. So we've already talked about that. Uh, I have, So identity for my daughter is, is one month. The next month is I'm a learner. So it's humility, teachability. And then I'm a leader is the third one. And it's around serving others. And so it's just a three-month rotation of intentionality and we're cutting out letters that say I am loved and we're writing you know words that tie with that. And my wife will do more intentionality around uh, body image and around God, how has God created her body. And like that will be um, around the I am loved section. Uh, and so yeah, that's what we've created. Now, we are still, even this RV tour has thrown off some of our rhythms with every third month, we really want to be out serving others in a practical way around, I am a leader, leaders serve. And that's been a little more challenging as we travel to have a practical like half day, full day service. Yeah.
0: I really like that. I, lo- I mean, again, that's, that's portable and memorable right there. And that's something that a dad can go home today and just start to go okay today at dinner i'm just going to try to have a conversation about do you know you're loved or pick any of the you know or hey what's something you've learned not not that school's forced you but like something you feel like you're learning about life right and uh and then the leader where where did you take initiative for the benefit of other people today i mean that that kind of stuff those are great conversations Uh, to have with this. You know, I'm not much farther down the road than you. And I know there's a lot of guys listening right now that have, um, you know, their kids are married and they are the, they're the subject matter experts. They could come and tell us all the things they did well and all the things they wish they would do different. But as a fellow journeyman with some younger kids right now, uh, what I will say, and I just had this conversation, and I think it was yesterday with a friend of mine, that having a 13-year-old right now all of these smaller conversations that Jackie and I had with our kids, where I was trying to be intentional, and they wanted nothing to do with it, right? It felt like it was going in one ear and out the other, or I would, I would ask them a question and get a one-word answer. I, I think I'm starting to see that they were listening more than I thought, and it built a trust that now, you know, when I took my son out um, this, this past weekend to have breakfast with, with the older one on Saturday and the younger one on Sunday— Again, we're not having earth-shattering conversations, but but there's a, a level of depth there that uh, I'm really grateful for. And I think it uh, you know my encouragement for the younger dads right now is just keep plodding along, right? Just keep having these smaller conversations because they're probably listening more than you think and you're just building a trust and and a habit really of uh, dad, somebody I can talk to. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the visual is the excavation. You're excavating
1: a site. You're doing foundation work, laying the footings that you're not seeing. We're not seeing. My goodness, I feel like, God, I pray that I'm laying the right foundation and excavating because I don't see often any of the results, but you're stepping into now starting to see that some of, the, some of that foundation that you laid is starting to build and you're still laying more foundation, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I love hearing that. And I want to remind everyone and myself that it is the long game. Yeah. It's the long game. So many of these 60, 70 year old mentors who I interviewed, they're like they're affirming over and over. It's the long game. And I wish if I could go back and turn some dials of intentionality, the dad life, like this is the area I wish so badly I would have put more focus. So uh yeah, it matters. And I'm I'm glad to hear it I really do. And
0: I and I like the way you're talking about it, Jeff, just to encourage you here because I don't hear you coming in, going. Uh, here's the five principles. These are tried and true. There's research behind it. I do hear you talking as a fellow learner. There's a humility to it. There's there's clearly an energy and an and an excitement that's there. Um, but I mean, parenting is I, I've uh is this major exercise in hypocrisy in some ways, right? I'm trying to tell my kids to not do things that I've done. Um, and it's one big experiment that I don't even know if we're going to know how the experiment went. You know, like there's not one day where our kids just go, you passed dad or mom, you did a good job. And so we're all just winging it in many ways. Uh, and and we're just hoping and praying that this stuff all works out. And so I like, I just, I like the way you're talking about it. It's really inspiring. And I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of the men uh, here of just like, just get in the batter's box and just go for it. Right. Just try Just be intentional. Add some creativity here. Uh, look them in the eyes, create some time, be around other dads, you know, to to journey with this, uh, to when you swung and missed so that they can pick you back up and go, hey, I've been there, done that, um, all of that. So let's, let's uh, before we wrap up, I'd love for you just to, to encourage a couple of groups of people that may be out there right now. So let's talk to the dad that maybe has some teenage kids or their kids are about ready to go into middle school, and they're sitting there listening, going, yeah, I've done none of this, right? And so... Uh, I feel like uh, the movie's half over. Why? You know, I, I feel ashamed maybe of my lack of intentionality. Uh, can I still do anything? Like what, what would you say to that dad? I mean, not speaking from I've been there before, but speaking from
1: this is what I've gathered and learned from so many other voices. I, uh, there is hope there is absolutely hope I've heard of uh, so I have so much hope for this dad that's listening because uh, I have heard so many testimonies of stories at even later phases and look what God did and we know some of the greatest leaders in the history of the world had a dad that wasn't absolutely was completely absent or that was uh, even harmful so I believe that the Holy Spirit is at work in bigger ways than we're aware and we've been actually to that dad as well there's there's seeds that have been planted that you're that dad is unaware and he's not seen any of it taking yet because it's on a different time frame than he is in our time frames. Uh, that's why we need. That's why we need our heavenly Father. And to that dad, the place to start, I think, is actually in their own. It's that first, I am loved. It's like, hey, experience the love of the Father. Start there before you even sh- sh- try to dial up a whole bunch of intentionality. Like, don't let this be bringing any shame. Any of this conversation, any of I've missed out or I'm too late because that is the voice of the accuser um, what you should do is try to spend time experiencing the love of your father. And then he's going to nudge you to the, and it, it's going to be a gentle nudge of yeah. try this, try this. Don't try to hustle your way back into forcing some discipleship. Like it's, it's going to be gentle and it, I think it's going to be more joyful than they expect. Yeah. So that'd be my encouragement is, is do not let any of this cause uh discouragement or shame. Instead, uh, maybe it brings you experiencing a little more love
0: from your father i love that that's a great answer i don't think i could have said it better myself jeff uh, how can people stay connected with you? And uh, sure. obviously, we'll put a link to your podcast uh, out Correct. there. Any other ways that, that people can can track with you and follow with
1: you? Yeah, right now, the main is uh, is the Dad Awesome podcast, dadawesome.org, and then Instagram at Dad Awesome. We do have these bike rides. We've raised almost a half a million dollars for the fatherless, where we mobilize dads to ride their bikes 100 miles. And half of them are not cyclists. They join, and they're not even a cyclist. But we found that habit stacking, we get stronger physically. We make more friends. We get connected more with our local children church, our heartbreaks around fatherlessness. And we trickle in dad awesome resources through the whole 15 weeks of training. So they come away with these times of riding their bike lead to many other areas of change and breakthrough. And their kids see a dad who's like, I am for helping the cause of the fatherless. And that dad returns home more intentional. So that's F uh, for F dot bike is, is the father's fatherless. F dot
0: bike. Okay. I'll put that link in the uh, show description as well. Uh, Jeff, this is great. I'm glad you, uh, this all worked out that you were able to come through town and be here live. It is, it is a lot more fun to record a yeah, podcast live it. with people, uh, in the same room than it is over, uh, Zencaster or zoom right now. So love what you're doing. Thanks for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me, Adam and love better man and all the work you guys are doing. Can't wait to cheer you guys on more. Jeff, I told you, um, right after we were done recording, when we hit stop, I told you, you have got something here, friend, uh, this four part framework that a pathway with the loved learner leader, Uh, This is great. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of dads over the years, and just the way you talk about it, uh, God has given you a gift, and I hope that you steward it well. It sounds like you are stewarding it well, and I just want to encourage you. Uh, This was a really, really helpful episode, and I'm so grateful that you spent some time on this road trip and that it all worked out and you were able to come in here, and I'm proud to call you a friend now and so if there's anything that Jeff was talking about today and you want to get in touch with him go check out the show description I've got links to his podcast and uh, other things that he's a part of so that you can connect with him there if you have any questions or uh, just want to get a hold of some of the resources that he was talking about easy ways right there for you to get in touch with him Uh, if you want to learn more about the Better Man 11 week experience go to betterman.com this is a lot of the conversation that we try to have during the Better Man experience is is yes how to be a better man and one of the roles that that some men have is that role of a father and so uh, our curriculum as well is designed to help really encourage and spur on us being better men and better dads so you can go to betterman.com to learn more about that. Uh, This episode, like all episodes, was mixed and edited by the team over there at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we've got for today on the Better Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.